0: I'm going to read the entire chapter. It's not, not very long. A little bit warmer in here tonight. It's a combination of a couple things. One, the uh, thermal temperature outside, <laughs> and then uh, we had one of our we two units cool this room, and one of them, uh, the outside unit, started smoking yesterday and or this morning, and the fan seized up. And so, um, anyhow, uh, praise the Lord for what AC we have and some fans to move air around. It'll be a little bit warmer in here tonight than we'd prefer it, but um, I think we can. I think we can manage. Psalms chapter ninety. I titled the message tonight: "Days are numbered," and uh, I'm going to see a few things. Simple thoughts tonight: We are finite. He is infinite, and He is merciful. Um, three simple, three simple points out of Psalms chapter ninety. Let's have a word of prayer, and and we'll read the entire chapter. Father, let's praise you for. Uh, the assurance of our salvation, Lord. Daily amazed that Your mercies are new, that You keep us, that, Father, uh, that love is unconditional. Lord, I just want to praise You for it and lift up Your name tonight. Just thank You for each one that's here. Thank You for the time that we have together to study Your Word. Lord, help us not to waste it but that every moment would be spent, um, Father, for your glory and uh, unto your unto Your pleasing tonight. Thank you for loving us, guide us in the next few minutes. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Psalms chapter 90, I t- as I said, I titled the message, Our Days Are Numbered. Verse 1 says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever... Thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return ye, children of men. For a thousand years in thy, thought, then thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a the flood, they are as a, as a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth, and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down, and withereth. For we are consumed by thy anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off, And we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy, ch- thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. And establish thou the work of thy hands upon us. Yea, the, works, the work of our hands establish thou it. Um, we see, according to the title in my Schofield Bible, the prayer of Moses, the man of God. And, and uh, there's so much in this chapter that we can't get to tonight. I just want us to think about numbering our days. It says to teach us to number our days. So we can be efficient. So that we will not be wasting time. I, uh, we spent the week there in Wyoming. And a lot of you know my mother-in-law. She does not like wasting time. She is... Uh, She is the drill sergeant. You do not waste time. Do not go to my mother-in-law and say that you're bored. (laughs) She has many jobs she can find for you, and most of them um, will take all day. If you come up to her and say, Grandma, if one of the grandkids is uh, foolish enough to say that, she will have something for them to do. She has her days laid out, and she is... She is wanting to spend every moment working and working hard, and I and I uh, I look at that and sometimes I think, well, you know, you can relax a little bit. And in, a, in the grand scheme of things, if a garage get clean, does, gets cleaned out or not, it's not a big deal. But this ought to be our attitude as a Christian: that every moment is spent to the fullest; that there's no time. For idleness. Verse, verse five, we see we are finite. Says, Thou carriest them away as with a flood. There is a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth, groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our sins, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our days as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. We're given thirty years, or seventy years, hopefully not thirty, way past that. We're given seventy years, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. My stepfather-in-law turned eighty-two this year. He does not look 82. If you meet Henry, you'd be amazed. But I wonder if you ask him about his life, how quickly it passed. He talks about his days in the Navy like it was yesterday. Well, it was not quite World War II, <laughs> but it was back there a few days now. And it's just gone by so quickly. He, he's He's... He's got an urgency in his life now because he's, he sees that, that time is short. And so he doesn't have a lot of time to talk about frivolous things. He, he doesn't care to talk about those things. He's, he's very focused. Why? Because he sees this, the brevity of time. We get, we get very um, proud or very, very confident in the time that we have. This verse says, that we're given 70 years. I'm 44. So I look at that and I say, well, I got, I got 26 years left. Lots of time. Lots of time. Boy, I was out of high school 26 years ago. It's amazing to me to look back and see how fast the last 26 years of my life has gone. It is just, it seems like two minutes ago, I was getting on a plane after graduating high school and flying down to Panama to spend some time with a missionary that I had never met. I remember the emotions of that day. What a weird day that was for me. I was really excited to get to go and do this and scared half to death. I didn't know the man that I was going to go work with. All I knew was Mr. Martin said, this is a good guy to go learn from. And we got on, and I got on a plane and flew down there by myself, and I look back. That was 1996. A lot of people in here were not born, but in 1996, the teenagers look at me and say, "You're born in the 70s. You're old. I've lived in six decades." Now, some of you are saying, "Well, that's nothing," <laughs> but there's some others here that look at that and think, "So ancient." And it's just amazing the speed that our life goes by. And if I can get a hold of this, this brevity that I don't have necessarily any time left, and I see that there is a work to be done, then I'm going to learn to teach my days. Life is to, to number my days. Life is... But a vapor, right? James chapter 4. Go with me there to James 4.14. I know if Ralph could stop and tell us something, he would say, Listen, it goes by fast. When he was in his 40s, he was not expecting to meet the Lord in his late 60s. James 4.14, Whereas we know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. I I love these verses as I get older because the the truth of it becomes more and more real. At Lana's age, it was a concept. Okay, that's that's true for Dad. (laughs) He's getting old his beard's gray. But in our in in the mind of a youth you look at it well I got lots of time. Young people today and I've been saying this quite a bit lately today is the single most important day in your life. Because right now is when you can serve the Lord. You don't know about tomorrow. Don't take thought for tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen there. But God has given you today and has given you a job, and time is important right now. Today is the most important day of your life. You don't know what comes in the future. The return of the Lord is imminent, and we should rejoice in this. Go to Mark chapter 13, 30 through 37. Verse 30 says, Verily I say unto you that this generation shall not pass till all these things be done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all. Watch. <laughs> Simple word. What I say unto you, I, I'm, this is the instruction for everyone. Watch. Be alert. Be busy. Be working. I... I know we've all worked with someone who does not do anything unless the boss is there. (laughs) I've had so many, so many jobs in the past where I had just a whole crew of lazy people, and if you weren't sitting there just watching them the whole time, they're not doing anything. They they would they would be watching down the road to see if the boss's pickup was coming, and then they'd pick up a tool and get to work. Isn't that the way we are sometimes in our Christian walk? I got lots of time. I'm okay. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll get, I'll get to that later. And if I knew that the next instant the Lord was going to be, the trumpet was going to sound, and I'm going to stand before Him and answer for what I've done in my life, would I not be busy? Would I not be giving my all? I'm convinced, I'm convinced in my own life and I'm convinced in the life of most Christians in America anyway, that this return is imminent, we don't really believe it. We say we believe it and, and that he's coming we believe. But I find in my own life many times that is a future event and it's way down the road. I don't have the hold of the truth that it could happen tonight. If we would get a hold of his imminent return and trust him by his word and be busy. I know, I know he's coming back. But I think I live my life like it's going to be in 2045 or 2100. Somewhere in the future. His return is imminent. We need to be watching. We need to be careful. What I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. So, our time is infinite. Or our time is finite. We have this short period of time to serve the Lord. Even if I lived to be 120, we talk about it at the house sometimes, about what would it be like to be the oldest man, oldest person in the world? I think it'd be pretty neat, as long as I still have my mind and and uh, I know what's going on. That would be a that would be a cool thing. I would I would uh, find that to be very interesting. But if I lived 120 years, that's still nothing in the space of eternity. So even if Lana is 118 when she dies, her time is finite. It needs to be spent serving the Lord. Verse 2 speaks of the the Father as being infinite. Back in our text, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. The, The statement, thou art God, from everlasting to everlasting. His authority never diminishes. His power never diminishes. What He says will never change. From everlasting to everlasting, He is God. We, we do in our society today try to change Him to fit what he, we want Him to be. You cannot change God. The Bible says He laughs at the devices of men I, I do find that patently absurd. That we think we can change who He is. Or we can dictate to God how things should be done. The created cannot tell the Creator anything. From everlasting to everlasting, He is God. He's never going to change. That is why we trust Him. That is why we believe in Him. Verse 4 says, for a thousand years in thy sight are as but yesterday when it is past and as a watch in the night. Time that we think is. Uh, how do I say what I'm thinking? If you could read my mind, you could tell me. It's an amazing concept to me that God does not operate within time. We see everything according to a calendar, according to that clock back there on the wall. Everything is ordered by that, and I'm thankful for that. But God is not limited to the confines of time. He is a thousand years ago. He is a thousand years in the future, and He is present right now. And that everlasting to everlasting never changes. I... I, there's so much about infinity that is impossible to grasp, but that God is within all of time. He's not, he's not limited to this time and space as we see it. So then He, he knows what's going on in my life at this moment. He's, infinite, he's intimately aware of everything that's going on in my life, and He knows if I live another 40 years, what happens then. He's there already. A thousand years is as a day to the Lord. Time is different. We're going to understand that someday. That's going to be an interesting thing to learn. The concept of living outside of the confines of time. He is in total control then. All the devices of man will fail will be defeated. Truthfully, they are already defeated. He is infinite. He is God from everlasting to everlasting. And then lastly, we see He is merciful. Verse 14 says, O satisfy us early with Thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad in all our days. Satisfy us early with Thy mercy, as a... condemned sinner before I was saved all I can do is throw myself on the mercy of God that verse says oh satisfy us early with thy mercy meet my every need by your mercy not because I deserve it not because I'm entitled to anything it's it's absolutely the opposite of that I said that this morning. It's absolutely true from the Word of God. I have nothing to give. I have no righteousness to give to Him. I don't merit anything except for eternity in hell. So I cast myself at the mercy of the Lord. And it says, Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy. By your mercy, you will meet all my needs. This infinite God, all-powerful God, is is willing and capable of satisfying us with that mercy. Giving peace and contentment with His mercy. Verse 12, in His His mercy He teaches us, and this, so teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Here's a dependence on the Lord again, in everything, in all my ways acknowledging Him, knowing that i in my flesh will not number my days in my flesh i can look for entertainment i can spend a lot of time doing nothing pretty good at, at procrastinating it's the holy spirit that teaches us to number our days to keep us keep us active in serving him that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom i'm going to go there tonight i, I I refer to James 1 a lot, but go with me to it, please. (coughs) Excuse me, James chapter 1. (coughs) I'm going to start in verse 1. (coughs) Excuse me. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience but let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing (coughs) These verses are, are telling us the trials are coming, the temptations are coming but trust the Lord. Lean on Him. Knowing that these diverse temptations, these trials are going to work, work towards patience, towards the perfecting of the saints. So that we may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That, that I may be satisfied with the mercies of the Lord. And then he says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and it braideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind, and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Verse, verse 5 is such an amazing promise. And I hope you don't get tired of me referring to it, because every one of us lack Wisdom. We're going, to, we're going to be growing in our wisdom, Lord willing, every single day of our life. You lack it, I lack it. And if I take my eyes off the Lord and I start walking according to my own thoughts, my own understanding, there is no wisdom there. So we can have moments where we're, where we're a fool again. But as a Christian, every day I should get up and say, Lord, give me wisdom. Teach me today to apply my heart unto wisdom because I lack the understanding, I lack the discretion, I lack the strength to live my life as you would have me to. And it says he's not going to upbraid you. He's not not going to condemn you for your lack of wisdom. When I'm coming to him in faith, faith, nothing wavering, he's going to pour out wisdom. I, uh, I liken it in my own mind to an adult standing over a baby. And, and sometimes a little, get, a little baby will get this idea they got something figured out. And that's our, how we are towards the Lord. We think we have things figured out. And I watch the twins sometimes trying to do something and getting more and more frustrated and just angry at whatever object. Sometimes it's something as simple as putting on a sock. Getting so mad, I'm like, oh, you are so much like your dad. (laughs) But I I look at them and I think, okay, you're struggling with a sock. If you will come over and ask me, I'll slide that on your foot for you. I can help you do that. And to me, it's it's a simple nothing. (laughs) It's just, it's the basic thing. But in their life, they're struggling with it. I'm not going to say, well, boy, what an embarrassment. My son's too dumb to put on a sock. I say, come over here and help me. I'll put your sock on. Sometimes it's out of frustration so we can get on down the road. But it's, it's are we not that way towards the Father? I lack wisdom in my life and I sit there and I beat my stubborn head on the wall and I'm getting more and more frustrated because it's not going the way I think it should go. And the Father is standing there looking at me. Turn to me and ask and I'll give you wisdom. And I'm not going to say, well, man, I can't believe my son is so dumb. When I've come to him in, in total faith, he says, here it is. And it's the same thing. He'll put the sock on for me. If I come in faith, the man that wavereth, verse 7 says, let, that, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. He teaches us. He gives us wisdom. Teach us to, apply our, uh, to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. We need it every single day. It is His mercy that He teaches us these things. Because tomorrow, sometime this week, in my flesh, in my, in my, my stubborn pride, I'm going to go and I'm going to do something in my own strength. And I'm going to sit there and get frustrated. I'm not excusing the sin. Please don't get me wrong, but this is our flesh There's going to be a time in the future that you're going to go and you're going to get angrier and angrier because this simple thing is not working. And the Father is standing there watching. If you come to me, this is a simple thing for me. I'll give you the wisdom. I'll give you the understanding. I'll give you the discretion and I'll do the work for you. Come to me. I like verse 16 and 17 back in our passage that he uses us. I'm daily amazed that God uses me. I don't understand that. I fail him so much. If I was an employee, I'd have been fired years ago, I'd have been fired this last week. And He allows me to come back and serve Him. There's nobody else that does that. It's only the mercies of God. Verse 16 says, Let thy work appear unto thy servant, and thy glory unto their children. Let the beauty of our Lord be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. Let the beauty of our Lord be upon us. His strength, his wisdom, his glory be upon us. That employee that should have been fired years ago. Go back to the time that God is not limited in his to- in his in time and and he's here as well as as 20 years down the road, and he's 20 years in the past, and we I don't understand that, I just know it's true. But he allows me to serve him today, knowing that I'm going to fall flat on my face in the future. And he's going to pick me up, Lord willing, and I'm going to continue to serve him. But if I knew that an employee was going to fail... A week from now on a job that I've given him, would I give him that job? I'd say, I'm going to go find someone more qualified. This This is not for you. You're going to fall down in a week. It's going to cost the company dearly. God is allowing me to serve him, knowing that this old rotten flesh is going to fail him in the future. And please don't get me wrong, that is no excuse for sin. I want in my life to strive to please Him. I don't want to fall. I don't want any of us to fall, but our flesh is rotten. It is, that heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. The lusts of the flesh are still powerful in our life. And yet, He lets the beauty of the Lord be upon us. He allows me to be that ambassador for Christ and establishes the work of our hand. He uses us. I'm going to close in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And if you've been around me very long, you know that this is my favorite passage in the Scripture, at least for now. The last part of the chapter, verse 57 and 58. I, I love the entire chapter. Verse 57 says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That victory over death, you read verse 54 through 56, and that's what it's, is speaking of the sting of death as sin. The strength of the sin is the law, but thanks be to God which given us, has given us the victory over that. You're no longer the slave to sin. You're no longer bound by death. You've been delivered from that. Therefore, my beloved brethren, because of the victory that God has given us, because of the guaranteed success in the Christian life, there's nothing else in our life that is guaranteed to be a success, but serving the Lord is. He's given us the victory. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, (laughs) not hateful, but not giving an inch. Not giving an inch. This is where I stand. I'm going to stand upon the Word of God, and I'm not going to make an apology for that. I stand upon the King James Version of the Bible. This is the preserved, perfect Word of God. So thankful for that. The power of God is shown in that, that He preserved His Word down through generations, no matter how many times they've tried to destroy this. There's nothing been attacked more than this book, most published book in the world, because of the power of God. I don't have to apologize for standing on that. I should, I should be steadfast unmovable. Like Joshua said, you go serve those gods from the other side of Jordan if that's what you want to do. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand and I'm going to serve the Lord. That's what this says. Because of the victory in Christ, I, I can have that confidence. Not because there's any strength in me. But because of Jesus Christ, I'm going to be steadfast, unmovable. And then it says, abounding in the work of the Lord. Always, abounding in the work of the Lord, always numbering my days and applying my heart to wisdom. Doug Hammett is, I don't know exactly how old he is. I think he's somewhere around my parents' age. I would, I would put him a few years younger than him, maybe 65 to 67, somewhere in that range. Still a young man. That man has more stuff in one day than anybody I know. He is is the Energizer Bunny, and he is working like crazy to spread the gospel all over not just South Africa, but it's like the southern half of Africa completely. Reaching into five countries and looking to reach into more. He abounds in the work of the Lord because he understands the victory. If you're around him very long, he'll either charge you up or he'll just totally defeat you. Because he's, he's not, he's not going to stop. He's not, gonna down, he's not going to slow down. He's not going to sit and spend a lot of time on frivolous things. If you're not serving the Lord, then he doesn't need to be around you. That's teaching us to number our days. That's being... Abundant in the work of the Lord For as much as you know That your labor is not in vain in the Lord I can spend my life Working 80 hours a week To build up a nest egg And to retire And there's nothing wrong with retirement Please don't get me wrong But if that's all you're living for I hope you enjoy your 15 years Because that's all you got. That's all it is. A life of slavery for a couple years of relaxation. Where if I will spend my days serving the Lord, like this is the most important day of my life. If it's 80 years down the road, I've built up treasure in heaven that neither moth nor rust can corrupt. Thieves cannot break in and steal. It's mine for all of eternity. That labor is not in vain. That labor has eternal value. Are we numbering our days? Do we do we apply our hearts unto wisdom? If you are blessed, you can live 80 years in this life. 90, maybe 100. Are you numbering your days? i got 26 years left. That's a funny thought. I might have five minutes. The Lord may come tonight. Are we watching? I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Number our days. We don't know what's coming, but I know that I can serve Him right now. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for our time tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy that you allow us to serve you. Father, that you don't in your infinite power just step in and do all the work, but you allow us to serve you. You allow us to be your ambassadors, and then you bless us for serving you.